Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen and today I'm joined by a very, very, very special guest uh, from the now rebranded Saints Glockcast podcast. I hope I got that. I, I hope I got that oh, name right, Ryan. Saints Block Party. Saints Block, Saints Block Party. Party. Yeah, there is a Utah Blockcast that I get it confused with sometimes. Saints Block Party. You hear, heard the voice. It is the man, the myth, legend. It's that boy, Wolf. It's Ryan joining us back to talk about the NFC South today. How are you doing, Ryan? It's been too long. Hope everything's going well with you down there in louisiana what's going on man how's the the podcast relaunch going i will i will admit for back when it was saints twitter pod i was a loyal listener but you know the rebrand this off season just kind of caught me off guard you guys Mm. didn't have a pod out for a little while i kind of got lost in some other stuff had some other stuff come up and uh i i just haven't gotten back to it how is the rebrand gone uh how, how are things going with you it's going great, man. The rebrand was great. I figured it was right on time with Twitter doing whatever they're doing on Twitter, renaming and stuff like that. So it was kind of something we had been talking about for a while. Uh, because, I mean, the, the name Saints Twitter Podcast, even though it was perfect, it was just on a whim. Because when we started the podcast, we didn't plan on like doing like episodes. It was just like a one-time thing. Just because we wanted to talk to uh, Tony Pauline. That was literally the only reason we did the podcast. And then it just kind of went from there. We was like, just go to Saints Twitter. You know, but um, this fits what we want to do, uh, growing our community. And uh, the relaunch has been great, man. We got the website up and running. Uh, uh, we're doing a lot more YouTube and video content. So we're just trying to keep it pushing and keep it growing, bro. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm happy that things are going well. Well, for you guys, I, I, I always fun to see you guys on on i guess x now is is what they call it but uh, i still call it twitter mm-hmm. uh and uh you know it's it's just a it's a it, it's always fun to see people that you've known for a little while doing good mm-hmm. in, in this stuff so i you know i i appreciate it well i i have to start with this uh ryan we're both, I believe, watching the Broncos and Cardinals play preseason football right now. Uh, Russell Wilson did just lead a scoring drive. So, I mean, that is good. Um, but, you know, a, a man you are deeply and intimately familiar with in Sean Payton is now the head coach of my Denver Broncos. And, you know, everyone has said, Ryan, all off season, you know, Get ready, man. It's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a Sean Payton offense. <laughs> like you're gonna like things are gonna turn around. Sean Payton offense. Sean Payton miss. Sean Payton Matt. Sean Payton whatever. Here's here's where I come down on it. Listen, I'm a football guy. I like watching football, but I I I know I'm not the smartest football mind in the world. I do not know what people are talking about when they're like, oh yeah, he's gonna play Sean Payton football. It's all good. You got nothing to worry about. So can you just describe to me, like, what is a Sean Payton team? Like to you, what like what are the core fundamentals of a Sean Payton football team? Well, look, I mean, you can look at the statistics um, with New Orleans. You know, they always had a top 10 or top five offense. 
you know, part of that was Drew Brees <clears throat> having an elite quarterback, but also that was Sean Payton because they had that mind meld together that just worked great together. Um, but basically the Sean Payton offense is not like some kind of like super, like just complex brand new offense. I mean, it's, he, he was an innovator probably 15 years ago. Um, he really pushed the, you know, the two back offense, having that pass catching back that sort of, I wouldn't even call him a pass catching back, but that, that joker position on offense. Um, he, he's a strong believer in, uh, I guess you could, he would call it blitzing the defense. So you'll see a lot of personnel groupings. He'll run a lot of the same plays out of different personnel groupings. You'll see different personnel coming after each down. Like it might shuttle in five or four different players and just to throw the defense off. Um, he is outstanding in designing uh, route concepts. Um, he's always innovating. He's always stealing plays from other coaches. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a really good offensive mind, bro. Like he, he understands the quarterback position really well. Um, he's a tough coach. Um, he, he understands that he, he's grown quite a bit over the years where he was very offensive driven and pass happy early in his career. But as he as he matured as a coach, um, he kind of understood the whole game as a whole as far as how to win games versus just, you know, putting up points and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I think, you know, it, it's it's going to take time for the Broncos, bro. But when you when you look at a Sean Payton offense, you're getting an offense that's going to be um, tailored to the opponent you're facing week to week. So some weeks might be a run the ball game. Other weeks you might throw the ball forty times. Um, some some games is going to be dink and dunk, you know, death by a thousand cuts. Some games is going to be big plays. It's all going to be based on the opponent you're facing that week. Uh, that week, and if you like listen to any coach that has coached with under Sean Payton, like they will tell you, he is one of, if not the best, game day coaches you ever find like as far as that week this is our opponent he will find the weaknesses of that opponent and exploit them over and over again until you know until they change it you know what I'm saying so he's really outstanding and that always has been um so you're getting a lot of good things bro like you're not gonna see it in the preseason game right now yeah of course it's it's this this right now bro this right I've seen this every year with the Saints first preseason game Offense looking trash. Offensive line is trash. The it's, it's penalties, everything just looks crazy. Like what is going on? And I tell you, what's going to happen after this? He's going to have like he's going to be looking pissed off at the presser after this game. They're going to have like tough practices after this, and he's going to figure out what works with this roster and what what doesn't. Um, and it's just going to take a little time, but um, this is all a part of the growing pains of. You know, get you know, lifting the different Broncos out of where they are, man. Look, it's you know, it hasn't been good. No, so it's it it's gonna be a it's gonna be a complete culture change that he's gonna have to do. It's gonna be a lot of work. It's gonna take a little time, but it's gonna I think it's gonna pay off in the end. You know, what that'll look like, I don't know, man. Um but I do think 
your offense will improve from last year, which, you know, I mean, that don't mean much. It's not far to go, but like, I mean, but it's going to be, it's going to be better, man. That's good to hear. Uh, I'm interested to see how it all plays out. Uh, you know, even, you know, I, I have a tendency to overreact. That's kind of, we all do, bro. Bro, kind, listen. Kind, if you if you follow Saints fans, kind of my thing. But uh, you, you already know, yeah. man. Like we were ready to fire Sean Payton every year. Yeah, uh, I think I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. My my Broncos expectations, Ryan, are extremely low. I think the ceiling is like eight wins. So if they if they even if they even scratch a winning record this year, I'll be I'll be happy. But. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I appreciate the insight. It's good to know what to expect from a Sean Payton-led team. And, uh, yeah, that's good. Any other big overall NFL thoughts right now going into the season? I just that you'd like to get get off your chest. Any big takes that you've got? Any teams that you're really, really interested in that aren't necessarily NFC South teams, which we'll be diving into kind of in depth here in a second. Uh, what, what, what's kind of tickling your fancy football wise going into this year? Uh, I mean, it's it nothing, nothing major, man. I, I really want to see how these young quarterbacks play out. Um, you know, Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud, uh, even some of the second year guys like, um, uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, Sam Howell with the Washington, you know, a lot of teams, you know, are going into this season hoping that they have their guy. And we, we know for a fact, like, not all of them are going to be that. You know what I'm saying? So you know, Desmond Ritter with the Falcons. Like, we know for a fact it's not going to work out for everybody. So it's going to be interesting just to see how it plays out because, like, this past offseason, you didn't have, like, a lot of teams – vying for a quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was available. Aaron Rodgers. And, like, there weren't eight teams lined up to get him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Derek Carr, who the Saints got. Like, yeah, we could talk about, you know, how you know Derek Carr is mid. You know what I'm saying? We know he's mid. But years past, even with a mid quarterback is available in free agency, like, there's, like, six, seven teams just trying to get you. That wasn't happening this past offseason because – most teams had some kind of answer that they wanted that they, you know, they were trying to fill that quarterback. So I was going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Cause then after this year, next off season, we might be back to having like five or six or seven teams looking for a quarterback again. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a very fair point. Uh, I, I'm pretty interested in, in some of the, I think young quarterbacks, that that would be something I, I have an eye on as well. Sp- specifically, Kenny Pickett. Uh, the Steelers, I didn't watch the Steelers game tonight, but uh, I, I've seen clips on, on Twitter. I am ultimately intrigued by the Steelers. I think that there is a chance that they're just kind of mid and they just kind of hang around. But I also think there's an outside chance that they potentially emerge as like the fourth team in the AFC. Um, I think they are a team with wildly high variance 
that I am very interested to take a look at going into this year. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think the young quarterback thing is definitely something I'm interested in. Like tomorrow, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't watch much, much preseason football anymore, but, and I, I'm not going to, you know, pay for NFL plus until I absolutely have to, unless I, I don't know. Are you, are you still on the game pass grind? Have they, fixed no. that, have they fixed that? I gave up on it last year. I just, no, I, I, I have been, I just, it's too much, man. Like doing yeah. the podcast and all that stuff. The way our podcast is, we're not breaking down tape and all that stuff, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll and it's pull such up. a bad. Pro- I mean, it's such a bad product. It and, is, man. And like, I, I just, I, I just, I can't justify it. I did, I did vote. I did buy the Sunday ticket. I did do that. So, awesome. hopefully, you know, I'll be able to see more, more out of market games this year, which, Hell which, yeah. which I'm pretty excited about. But no, what, what I was gonna say is, you know, preseason, I'm not super hyped for, but I will say the one that I'm gonna try to you know, illegally stream or, or, or figure yeah. out how to watch in some ways. I, I want to see Anthony Richardson. Yeah, like, man. Like, I just want to see what he looks like. That's like, it. like I, I, I don't even care if he's good. Like, this guy is, I want to see what, like, physically he looks like on exactly. an NFL player. This, on, on an NFL player, what, what right. is he? He's like six, six, seven. He's, he's a wide receiver one that, comes out every like 15 years you know what i'm saying like that's his body type like yeah he's crazy. got the body type of dk metcalf like, yeah like it's, it makes no <laughs> sense man and he's gonna play quarterback i just want to see like you said i want to see what it looks like i want to see what he can do i was not i'm not gonna say i wasn't high on him but i just my whole thing with him was he hasn't played he just no, hadn't played hasn't enough played. No. so it's like man it's just gonna take some time for him i hope I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't have taken him early, but I will say the marriage of him and uh, what's the head coach name with the Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen, perfect. Like that's the perfect place for him to go. So I think if he was to succeed, that would be the perfect perfect spot to succeed in. So yeah, man, I'm excited to see how that goes. Because look, I want like that's just fun for me. If there's another exciting quarterback in the league, that's just more entertainment for me, man. So. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm definitely going to uh, go to NFL. Well, I'm not going to put the website out and illegally stream some Colts game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it it is. Dude, it's – it's that one's that – that is the one I'm most excited for of all these these preseason games. You know, I'm not – I'm not – as I as I pull up uh, – as I pull up uh, – as I pull up the, the the schedule here, there's, I mean, Trey Lance is starting tomorrow. I'm always fascinated by Trey Lance. Yes. Uh, so that might be that, that Sunday, that might be something to, to keep an eye on, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. And then, I mean, Bryce Young starts playing tomorrow. So we'll, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, you know, he's the opposite. He's like the opposite body type, like go yeah. see what he looks like on an NFL field and, uh, Jacksonville, Dallas. That might want be. I'm a Deuce Vaughn fan, big fan of him coming out of a draft. Uh, I really want to see what he looks like. He's just a very unique NFL Who's body that? type for a running back. Deuce Vaughn. He's oh yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, guy out of K State, super short, yeah. but like elusive, uh, very elusive. Uh, I'm interested to see how 
how he gets used and that's the one thing with the preseason to me that's that's the one position group where I do feel like I get a pretty oh, yeah. good sense of who's good in the preseason is running yeah. backs. Yeah, like, running I can backs tell, like it I just translates. Tell, yeah, like I can tell pretty immediately in the preseason if you're a good running back or not. No, nah, it, it translates. Usually if I've seen it for years with you know running backs good in the preseason tend to be good in the regular season. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, you know, it's not a hundred percent, but tends to work out, you know, because it and one of the good things about the uh, preseason is, you know, all they're trying to run the ball a lot. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get a lot of passing. So you get a lot of snaps of running the ball. So you really get to see what those guys are made of. Running yeah. behind trash offensive lines and all that stuff. So you really get to see it. Yeah, and also in that game, the Tank Bigsby guy, he's been getting a lot of hype out of camp. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, interested to see, see what he looks like. No, I liked him. I liked him coming out. Um, so it, it'll be, it'll be pretty interesting to, to watch some of that stuff. All right, let's, let's just get into it here. The NFC South, uh, one of <sighs> our, 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 our later divisions here, you just kind of gave me an ugh. I, I have the opposite reaction of this division <laughs> and maybe it's because I'm just a sicko, which is part of, part, part yeah. of this man is that I'm just a sicko, Yeah, but I'm, I'm like, super hyped for three of four teams in this division. And the fourth team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I really could not give a shit <laughs> less about them. I think they are doomed to fail and maybe one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Uh, but it, well, not the worst roster, but the yeah. worst coached team yeah. in the NFL. Like uh, let's just start with them. Let's get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of the way. What are we doing here? Like Tom Brady, like, I don't understand ownership slash management's decision-making keeping Todd Bowles around. Like, the day Tom Brady retires should be the day you're like, hey, Todd, like, this was a good run, but, like, we got to move on. Because I love Todd Bowles. He seems like a really good guy. He seems like players really like him. He, We know he is a really smart defensive mind and a really good defensive coordinator. But we've seen this twice now. He's not a good head coach. He's not a good no. clock manager. He's not great at getting his team on the same page. And now you're pairing Todd Bowles with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> what? I mean, people. some people are like, some people I think are like wildly stupid, Ryan. I don't know if you've seen these people that are like, man, look out for the Bucks. They could sneaky win seven games. Seven games is the ceiling for what this team can do, in my opinion. Baker May, I, I don't think people understand just how bad Baker Mayfield is. And this is coming from a guy that, you know, you've, you've been doing this show with me for a little while. There was a point in my life where I was a Baker guy, where, like, I, I was all in on Baker Mayfield. But I've just seen enough at this point. Like, what are we doing here? If you're If, if there really is a battle between... Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield, that should tell you all you need to know because no one should be competing with Kyle Trask if you're a good quarterback. You should be easily beating out Kyle Trask. And holy cow, man, I, I don't know. Like the fact that you just, you know, you paid $3 million for him, which great, that's a great contract, great seal. But like, what are you expecting here? I mean, he, he, he if you can't, if you as a quarterback can't consistently put up good numbers 
in Sean McVay's offense, then I don't think I can believe in you as a quarterback. And Baker had like one good game last year yep. against the Broncos. And then yeah, one game, yep. and, and and a bunch of bad games. And it's like, what are we doing here? I don't I don't understand it. I don't like the Buccaneers layout at all. I think they're hanging on a year too long. I think they should have started the rebuild this this year. I mean, I I guess at the trade deadline, you're gonna get close to nothing probably for Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, or both will just walk next year. I mean, it it is not like I don't know. It is not it's not a great looking roster. Like Tristan Wirfs kind of took a step back last year as a tackle. It's like I, I don't know. I, I just don't offensively at least, I don't I don't like the Bucks at all. I, I think Mike Evans is their best player and it's it's gonna be a challenge for him to get a thousand yards again with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. No, nah, man. I mean, I don't think anybody knows what they're doing. I mean, it's it's not exactly tanking because um, I don't I think the roster is too good to tank. But it's not good enough to overcome the deficiency that that they've set up at quarterback. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just it, they're going to be muddling around. They won't be high enough to pick number one overall, but they will be bad. They'll probably pick, be picking top ten next year um in the in the draft it's just it just seems like a rudderless ship right now it's like the owners the glazers just said ah let's just let's just take this year as just a like a gap year or something and then we'll see what happens next year because it just seems more like a rudderless ship at this point so i don't know what i don't know what the plans are with them man it's it's not looking good though um but i do think even with Baker, if they start Baker, I do think you will get a few of those Baker games where he's putting it up to Mike Evans and, you know, he's running into the, you know, he's running in the end zone. It's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have a couple of those games from Baker. Then you're going to have a string of games where he gets benched for Kyle, Kyle Trez or he gets benched for, uh, who's the other guy? Wolford, John Wolford. Like all three of those quarterbacks will probably play this season. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be mm-hmm. one of those type of seasons. Um, head coach is gonna get fired. So they'll be back in the head coach, you know, uh search next year. So I just right. think it's one of those things, man. I mean, make her just totally clean house too. I mean, like what yeah. what purpose does Jason Light serve for this team anymore? Like he built you your Super Bowl team. Like yeah. he'll get a job somewhere else and someone will pick him up to build another team, but like I don't I don't think I think this offseason is what will get him fired is the fact that he's hanging on to this for a year too long. If he really wanted to save his job, he would have started tearing this thing down this year. Like I, I don't I just I really do think the rebuild is gonna come a year too late for them because could you be. could have imagine if Mike Evans or Chris Godwin had become available this offseason. Those are players I, just, you- I think they're gonna they're gonna try to keep Mike Evans there because he likes being there. They love him. He's one of those just Tampa, yeah, Tampa Bay Bucks guys is just probably going to be there regardless of the quarterback. Um, but I can't see them moving a lot of other players. I mean, they brought back uh, who's the uh, Devin White, he was available, they brought him back. Um, 
He's like, what? When they did that, I was just like, well, what exactly is going on here? Like, are you guys trying to win or you're not? I don't know. Like, I'm not even a big fan of the whole let's tear it down for nothing. Like, let's just reboot for nothing because everybody was saying the Saints should do that. I don't, you know, I don't think that that should always be the case. But if you're not going to do it, at least look like you're trying. And it's like they never did look like they were trying, you know. Like I would have at least brought in a rookie quarterback. Doesn't even have to be a first round pick quarterback, but at least somebody that, you know, that I could pull a high grade on that I think could, you know, potentially be something. But they didn't even do that, man. Yeah, it does it does it does feel like they got kind of put in a bad spot by Tom Brady as well. Uh, yeah. uh, and, it, and it was worth it. I mean, if you look at it, I mean I'm yeah, sure they, you they got their title. Today, like, yeah, they got the title. They got the title. So it's like, okay, we kind of knew this was coming. We were going to take a hit once he decided to retire. Like the Jets are doing the same thing right now with um with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So it's just like you take your lump and you you know you deal with it afterwards. Uh we'll say this. I mean, defense is so nasty. I mean, from like top to bottom, mm-hmm. uh, they they truly. Uh, I you know. We said top 10. It's why they won't pick top five. And it's right. why that like they might ultimately get screwed and get trapped in that no man's land where you're at like seven wins. Yeah. You're picking 13, even though you don't have any hope on offense. Because I mean, Kalaja Kansi, that's a guy I love coming out of a draft, gets Aaron Donald comps. I mean, that's something kind of crazy. Vita Vea yeah. is one of the best nose tackles in the NFL. You Beast. know, Dev, their linebacking core is still absolutely insane. Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett. Like, I know Levante David fell off a little bit last year, but he's still a very solid player. Oh. And, like, decent corners, good safety tandem. Antoine Winfield Jr. got better last year. Yeah. I mean, it's a nasty defense, and, like, they're, they're – they're gonna be competitive, but uh, they're not. They're not gonna win a lot of games because I, I just don't think they're gonna be able to score points. I agree, man. Like it's just one of those teams should be the fourth team in the NFC South, but you never know. You never know. You know things happen to play out kind of funny, never kind of go as you expected, but sometimes they do. I don't expect this team to be very good, uh, but it wouldn't shock me that they do win like seven games, you know, and just kind of hang around and be annoying. Absolutely. All right. The Atlanta Falcons. This is, this is one I'm excited about. Oh Lord. Because let's just throw the quarterback out of it for a second. Um, (laughs) The Atlanta Falcons I, I was doing some YouTube highlight watching of them a little while back earlier this offseason. And um, holy cow, I did not really understand how good the run game was oh, for yeah. like the last month of the season. Uh, absolutely dominant. Uh, they added people to their offensive line slash kept most of it intact as well. And now you add maybe the most explosive offensive player out of this draft in B. John Robinson, 
with Tyler Algiers, who was still very impressive for them mm-hmm. last year. You've still got Cordell Patterson on the roster. And I don't know, dude. I, something about Arthur Smith. I, I like I, I don't know about his success long term in the NFL as a head coach. I don't know if he's gonna be able to win consistently, but man, I think his offenses are always gonna be at least watchable. And I I'm I'm super excited to see this Falcons offense. They've got some interesting pieces in, in the passing game as well. You know, I'm not gonna fall for the Kyle Pitts hype. Uh, again this year I'll just treat him for what he is right now which is a, a solid NFL tight end um who's going to give you a little bit of production but I mean they add Scotty Miller Mac Collins has gotten rave reviews out of camp like Drake London was very good last year I don't know Ryan I I kind of like what I see here and Desmond Ritter got a little bit better every game he started last year. I don't think Desmond Ritter's anything special, but I think if he's average and doesn't turn the ball over, could he play like a Ryan Tannehill role? Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if if that's the ceiling. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see how the offense plays out for the Falcons this year. Yeah, you're not alone, man. Like I've been hearing it a lot. A lot of people are excited about the Falcons. I tweeted earlier today or yesterday. Yes, yesterday. I don't see it. Like, I just don't see it. And look, I know people say, oh, you just bias your Saints fan. We hate the Falcons. I do. I hate the Falcons. I can't even express how much I hate them. But I am able to put my bias aside and analyze them, you know, dispassionately. And I just don't see the excitement with this team, bro. Like, the run game is going to be good. I completely agree. Uh, even last year, the run game was good. And they were uh, – I always felt, you know, they were well coached. Um, I thought even – I thought Arthur Smith maximized the roster he had. Uh, we played them in week one last year. It was a tough out. It took, like, some heroics in the last couple of minutes of the game uh, for the Saints to win it. Uh, played him again at the end of the season. I actually went to that game in, in the Superdome and Saints waxed them pretty easily. Um, I'm just not seeing it, man. Like, Desmond Riddle, like, it's not you, – you can't hide a quarterback in this league, bro. And I just didn't see it from Desmond Riddle. And I was high. I was. I wouldn't say I'm high on him, but I liked him quite a bit coming out of uh, Cincinnati. You know, I really thought he would be kind of exciting, but – Man, he plays so safe, and I think that's what they like about him. He does play safe, doesn't turn the ball over much. Um, but I just think, man, it's going to take a lot more for this offense to be really good. And for to play ball how they want to play ball, they're going to need a good defense. They took a couple Saints players. Um, they took, um, you know, uh, David Onyemata, Kate Nellis. Uh, they got um. Um, uh, Glass Campbell over there. Um, they got a uh, Bates that's a uh, safety from from the Bengals. So they got some players over there. To me, I still don't see it as enough to be like a good enough defense to really make a difference to play the type of football they want to play. I could be wrong, uh, you know. And I'm you know ready to accept if I'm wrong, 
But I just I'm gonna need to see it for them to to see them because I saw like some people have them being like the third best team in the NFC in the NFC period. I just I ain't there yet. I do think they're gonna be competitive. I do think they will compete and contend to make the playoffs and win the NFC South. I do think they will be a challenge. But man, I I just I think they're talking themselves into Desmond Ritter. You know, that's how I feel about that. Like, I think they're really talking themselves into him. I would have at least brought in a plan B in case that doesn't work out because I watched him closely last year, man. I just didn't see it from him. You know, not even like a Ryan Tannehill type of thing. Like, Ryan Tannehill, like those first two years, he played with the Titans, first two or three years. Like some of his metrics were crazy, bro. Like, his deep passing, uh, the way he would take shots uh, under pressure, um, his mobility, stuff like that. Like, those things were awesome, man. And I, I don't see that with Ritter. I don't see that. He will be a safe passer. He will get the ball and distribute it. And maybe that's all they need. Um, but I do think for that one game to work, you're going to need a little more. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, I, I I think it's safe to have some apprehensions about uh I don't even know if that's the right word that I just said right there <laughs> um uh, about the about about the team about the offense I I and especially about Desmond Ritter I think I think that's totally fair but man oh man I I just I I really think that I I, I think that. They are, you know, they're they're, they're going to be an interesting watch at the very least. And I don't think they're going to be a bad offense. I think they're going to be, you know, just good enough to, you know, stay competitive and yeah, and, and, and be watchable. And uh, that's that's why I'm 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 interested to watch them. What the thing with them? I want I'm going to be watching closely early this season is when teams take away the run game. Because you could be a good run team. When teams flood the box with eight, nine players, and when it's third and eight, I want to see what Desmond Ritter can do. If he can make those, you know, make those necessary throws, you know, from the pocket, or, you know, give us some second reaction, because he can move, which I was kind of surprised last year. I didn't see a lot of that from him. He can move around. If he can show some of that, that's going to change my, you know, how I feel about him. But I, like I said, I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, to 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 just feel like you haven't really seen it yet, and you you need to see more. The thing that that has me just cautiously optimistic about. The Falcons is they along with the Saints have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, and yep. they they really improved their defense this off season. I mean, you add Calais Campbell, you still have Jerry Jerry uh, uh, Grady Jarrett up front. Yeah, yeah. You know, you bring in Bud Dupree, who who was up and down in Tennessee, but still a pretty solid defensive player. And then, yeah, I mean, you bring in Jeff Okuda to pair beside A.J. Terrell, who was their best player on defense last year and a very good corner in his own right. 
oh, you really bring good. in the best safety available and Jesse Bates the third. I mean, the Falcons defense has been garbage for a long time. Yeah. And this looks like the best defense they've had since Dan Quinn. And, and they hired um they hired Ryan Nielsen from the Saints. He was our defensive line coach uh the past five years. It moved him to defensive coordinator. So it's a new position for him. He has never been a defensive coordinator. So we, you know, we'll see how that works. He's a smart, um, talented D line coach. He did did a pretty good job with our D line. Um, so that's gonna be interesting to see. So it's a lot of it's just a lot of wait and see, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's gonna be interesting. I I agree it's a fascinating team. Like I agree that people feel they're fascinating. I agree with them. I'm just I'm just a little more apprehensive, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I it's fair to feel that way, I think. I am just very, very, very interested to see how it plays out. They're 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 kind of a, a Steelers type team to me. But I just mm-hmm. don't really have a read on, but I'm super excited to watch and am very interested in how things play out for them. And, you know, another team I, f- I feel almost, you know, the exact same way about we'll get to the Saints last year today. Um, mm-hmm. The Panthers. Very interesting, purely because, you know, it's. It's it's Bryce Young, but. Even though you've got a rookie quarterback, they have one thing that I think has been covered well, but I I still do think it's overlooked, is they might have the best coaching staff in the NFL. Really good coaching staff, yeah. Like, Frank Reich is your head coach. Uh, I forget who the OC is right now. Um, Thomas Brown? I don't know him. Yeah, he's a a McVay guy. Yeah. which is a solid thing to have on your staff. And, you know, Elijah Evero from who was a mastermind for the Broncos last year on defense. Like they've got just some really good coaches involved. Mm-hmm. And then you you get Bryce Young and sure you trade you trade away DJ Moore. And and you know, he was a guy that was a, a franchise kind of pillar during those transition years between Bryce between Cam Newton and Bryce Young. But I mean you bring in DJ Shark who was very good for the Lions last year, a difference maker for them when he played. You bring in Adam Thielen who is a very solid safety blanket wide receiver that you could see Bryce Young having a lot of success with. And then you draft Jonathan Mingo who I know some people like our friend Greg Rosenthal are very high on. Hayden Hurst is your tight end. That's not terrible. The offensive line last year was very good. Still looks very good. Like, it, it is not a stretch. Like, are we going to be surprised at all if we look at this thing and in towards November, they're starting to really get it going and this looks like one of the best offenses in, in the division and maybe in the NFC at that point in, in, a, in a conference that's kind of devoid of lockdown great offenses. I think this is one that could definitely emerge. I do agree that I, I think like I'm a I'm a little more high on the Panthers than some people on the Falcons. Um I do think I'm a believer. I guess I'm a believer in Bryce Young, even though I haven't seen, you know, any NFL snaps from him. Um I do think he's gonna he's gonna do himself right with that team. 
And like I said, they were they were a competitive team down the stretch last year. Um, deep they they play hard. Like that whole team plays hard. They got guys that that just come in there and do their job. Um, the weapons aren't as great as I would like for a young quarterback. Um, they're good, but not great. Like they traded DJ Moore. They got DJ uh, Chark. Uh, Terrence Marshall has never really come around to be what he wanted. Jonathan Mango, we'll see what he can do. Uh, Lavisca Chenault, uh, he he you know he gets injured a lot, but he's like a dangerous player that can do some things. Um, they got Adam Thielen. We'll see what he has left in the tank. Um, so there's a lot of question marks there. I love the Hurst signing. They just signed uh, Justin Houston to the defense as like a you know just a pass rush specialist or whatever. Um, so they have pieces, man. On defense, they don't have the greatest pass rush, but it's solid enough. Uh, they got um, Joe Horn's son playing cornerback. I think he's going to step up and have a great year. So, yeah, man, it's going to be a tough out, bro. I don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't think – I don't think they have to worry about picking number one overall again, even though they traded up to do it. I don't think you need to worry about trading, you know, picking number one overall this year. I think they're going to be really competitive. All Bryce Young has to do is play within himself. He doesn't need to be a hero. Just be that point guard, um, take into the coaching – I like Frank Wright. I think he's going to do a good job, but just keeping him playing within himself and then just add to the offense slowly as you go along through the year. Uh, will it be enough to win the NFC South? Maybe. Um, but, you know, I think at least this year they have the building blocks that's being put together. Yeah. Defense. I, I, I can't. I, I need your help on this one, dude, uh, because I, I can never really get a read on the Panthers defense. I feel like the story of the Panthers defense is no one really ever knows what they look like going into the season. They start the year and in September and October, they're like DVOA darlings and everyone's like, yeah. wow, look look at the Panthers it's, defense. Like, it's a sweat equity defense. Like what? they just play hard. They're in the right position. They don't really do anything flashy, but they just play good, solid defense. It's been like that forever, regardless of who's coaching, it seems like. Like, they always just play like that. Yeah, and I, I just kind of wonder sometimes, like, what what is this defense going to look like this year? Because I, I'll, I'll – other than like Brian Burns and and Shaq Thompson, really, I'm not who who. By the way, it's it's crazy, but Shaq Thompson is still playing in the NFL. It is that's, crazy. Yeah. That's that's just absolutely nuts. Like this is a guy that was like playing in Cam Newton's prime. Like, yeah. like it's like it, running back in college. Like, like it is, it is like absolute. a running back slash linebacker in college, and like he. Like I'm, I'm not talking about like he's still playing in the NFL. Like he is starting, like he mm-hmm. is the starting linebacker for this team, and um, you know they bring in Justin Houston. I mean, that's a solid pickup. I like, I like J.C. Horn, even though it felt like last year wasn't the best year for him. They bring in Von Bell. I'm a big Von Bell fan. I know you are too. 
And yeah, really it, good leader. It it seems I don't know. They to me they, they seem like if I had to like rank like as far as like contenders go for winning the division, they'd be up there with the Saints. Like they they're kind of on the same pegging. I kind of give the edge to the Saints purely because of experience, but like Man, like if if I'm you and I'm a Saints fan right now, I'm looking at this division and I'm saying my biggest threat right now is the Carolina Panthers. Like, oh, yeah. because if Bryce Young turns out to be even a half decent starting NFL quarterback, this yeah. is going to be a team that could win ten games, like pretty easily. They, well, they, I mean, bro, I the Saints they swept the Saints last year. <laughs> yeah, first game that was the only I think that was the only win. Baker Mayfield had against the Saints. And then they lost to Sam Donald, the Sam Donald-led Panthers. And all the Panthers did was score like seven points. <laughs> so it's just one of those teams, they just kind of, just a tough out, man. Like, it's always been that way with the Panthers, though, man. It's just kind of a tough out. So, yeah, I'm not sleeping on the Panthers at all, bro. Like, like I said, Bryce Young, all he has to do is play within himself. Don't try to do too much. Um, I love the way he plays. I was watching some of his some of his uh camp cutups, and he's so tiny, bro. Like he's so small, but I just love the way he maneuvers the pocket. His explosiveness in the pocket uh, throws such a good ball. I think he's gonna be fine. Might not start off great, um, because it, it just takes time for a quarterback, bro. You know, so but. I do think he'll he'll fit in just nicely. Yeah, I, I I agree. I do think he'll he will be an interesting guy to watch this year. And I mean, hey, say the size thing really is a problem, and say he does get hurt. I mean, you've got Andy Dalton. Like Andy Dalton exactly. is Andy Dalton is mid. We get that, but like in a Frank Reich offense with DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, and Jonathan Mingo, like. That's still probably a nine-win team. Like, like I said, I, I tweeted a while back. I said, Andy Dalton is ass, but he's efficient ass. Yeah. That's just what he is, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, man. he's going to have a nice completion percentage. He's not going to have a lot of turnovers. He's going to give you yards, give you a couple touchdowns. When you look at his stats, you're going to be like, okay, that's fine. But when you watch him, you're going to want to pull your eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the way it is. All right, let's get to the piece de resistance here. Uh, the Saints. I want to start on defense, actually. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, I, I kind of know how I feel about the offense. But the defense, man, I, I don't know. Like, they lost a little bit you know, over the past mm-hmm. few years. And, like, you still got Cam Jordan, still still a very solid player. You still got, you know, Marcus May. You still got Marshawn Lattimore. Like, you still got kind of a cornerstones of the defense. But, like, Paulson Adebo, like, sometimes I don't know what to think about him and, like, I don't know. It seems like Saints fans love Pete Werner. I don't know a thing about Pete Werner, but 
I don't know, man. What what do you think about this defense? Like, is this going to be a unit that that Dennis Allen is going to be able to get to be like a a top ten like kind of shutdown unit again? Like they kind of have been over the past few years, but you know, the very worst they're going to be about league average and 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 make things tough for offenses, or or is kind of a war of attrition of of losing some of these guys over the year going to catch up to them this year? The the other thing I worry about is depth. They just don't like they aren't they used to be extremely deep and they they are not they are not very deep anymore. Uh I I'd be shocked if they're if they're worse than league average. Like I'd be completely shocked. Um uh, the defense the defensive line is a huge question. It's a huge question going into this offseason. It's a huge question right now, even going through training camp. We are seeing positive signs from the defensive line. Um, Brian Breesey, the the first round pick, he's been showing some things in camp uh, that looks promising. Uh, they signed Ke- uh, Colin Sanders uh, from the Chiefs. He's looked he's been looking solid. It's just like a kind of rock in the middle. Uh, Malcolm Roach, uh, he's always been solid. Uh, Carl Granderson, he's he's gotten better every year as a pass rusher. So the defensive line, even even if I, I'm not expecting it to be great this year, but D, Dennis Allen does a, such a great job designing all these little different stunts and pressures that, like, even last year when the defensive line to me was not good, they were top five in sacks. So it's like they're able to kind of get it done because the secondary is so good, and the secondary is still good. Secondary is going to be even better this year. Last year, they had some war of attrition. Uh, they lost Marcus Williams to the Ravens. Um, Malcolm Jenkins retired. So they had a lot of moving parts. They had, I mean, Marshall Lattimore missed like nine games because he had a torn kidney. Um, so it was just a lot that went down bad. And even then, like they, down the stretch, like the last eight or nine games, they were one of the top three defenses in the league. So like they were able to kind of pull it together. Paulson Adebo, like, he had an okay year last year because he was coming off a knee injury. But his first rookie season, man, he was really, really good. And this camp, he has been outstanding. But he's in a battle with uh, Alante Taylor, who's gone into his second year, who also had, like, an outstanding rookie year last year. Like, this dude's tall, physical, press man, aggressive, Alante Taylor is like who you really need to watch out for. So they have like four cornerbacks that are like actually really good. Marshawn Lattimore, he's having his best camp right now, bro. Like he is not allowing any catch anywhere. He is, he's, he usually comes into camp kind of lackadaisical and then kind of builds up towards the season. He came to this camp completely focused, man. Like he is ready to go. So I think it's going to be a back to front defense. The secondary is going to dictate a lot what happens on this defense. So it should be a top 10, you know, top 12 unit, maybe better depending on how the defensive line performs uh, with the young guys like Brian Breesey and uh, Isaiah Foskey and, uh, you know, all those guys. We'll see. But it's going to take some time. Um, Pete Werner, bro, you got to watch Pete Werner. Look, man. When Pete Werner was drafted, me and Adam on our podcast, we dogged him so bad. Looking at the tape, it was just like, man, this dude, I said he probably wouldn't even make the team. 
But Pete Werner has been everything and more, bro. Like, the dude is awesome. Just like a stud linebacker. Uh, they got Demario Davis. Uh, they, they just signed J- uh, Jalon Smith. Look, he was a great prospect coming out. You know, had some a few good years with Dallas, but, you know, he's not what he used to be. But he's a depth signing right now as Demario Davis uh, recovers from a little uh, calf injury. So I think the defense will be fine. Like I said, at worst, it could be like a top 12 defense. Uh, but it's going to be coached well. Denzel Allen, as much as much crap I give Denzel Allen, the dude can coach some defense, bro. Like, the dude can coach some defense. And he can't really get the secondary on point. So I think they'll be fine. They got Tyron Matthew. He's going to be uh, kind of moving around more. He's a little more focused this year. I thought last year he kind of had a lot going on off the field with his family and stuff, being back in New Orleans. Like, this year he's looked much more focused and uh, – on point and they drafted like they got they might be like six deep at safety bro they got so many safeties so it's gonna be interesting bro but I'm I'm pretty I'm not gonna say I'm high on the defense but I'm not as worried as I was early in the year the offense uh as I as I as I transition over to the offense I, I just need to ramble a little bit on the Saints offense because I've I've seen as a Broncos fan and as a guy that uh for the past four uh before this fall really for the past three years was pretty consistently producing every single Raiders football game on terrestrial radio in Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> uh I know a lot about Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And, and just like a few things about Derek Carr. Derek Carr is either one of the, I would say, 10 worst quarterbacks in the league, or he is one of the 10 best. And there is really no in-between, and it all comes down to this. How much talent does he have around him and coaching? If you look at what ended up happening throughout his career, especially towards the late portion of the Raiders. The John Gruden offenses that included Derek Carr were very good offenses. They just were. They were very good offenses. Derek Carr had his best years of his career under Gruden and and played like a top 10 quarterback for about, I'd say, two consecutive seasons after kind of struggling to find his way the first few years of his career. Then Josh McDaniels took over and, and things kind of fell apart again. He is not the best clutch performer in the no. world. He struggles in big pressure moments. With all that said, I think roster-wise, here he's set up to succeed. I do I do like the wide receiving room a lot. I know Michael Thomas is a huge question at this point in his career. You don't know if he'll be able to play a full year, but Chris Olave was really, really good last year and got better throughout the year. And uh, you'd imagine he'll take a second year jump. Rashid Shahid is a, is a perfectly serviceable slot wide receiver. And then honestly, the thing when I was, you know, I, I do kind of for myself just to get an idea of what rosters look like. I do. I write out like who I think is going to start around like, May or June, just in a Google Doc, and dude, I'm I'm just shocked. Like, they have insane wide receiver depth. Like, they really do. 
Like, yeah. I think Traquan Smith is a very good wide receiver for, for what he's being asked to do if he's not playing that often. A.T. Perry is a guy that draft guys were very high on. He's got the body of a Michael Thomas. He 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 plays big. And, I mean, James Washington, say what you will about James Washington, but he has been a solid tertiary receiver for most of his career. They, they've got guys like Juwan Johnson is a solid tight end. Taysom Hill's still on the roster. Foster Moreau being your third string tight end is kind of crazy. Foster Moreau and Derek Carr had this kind of mind meld where the best mm-hmm. years of Foster Moreau's career came in Las Vegas as, as kind of a two. And it came about, I, I want to say three seasons ago, he had his best year. He, he and Derek Carr have an absolute mind meld together. And then I, I mean, just for shits and giggles, you threw Jimmy Graham back off the roster. I don't, don't know about that, but I mean, hey, I mean, <laughs> it's it's another warm just body. vibes, baby vibes. It's another warm <laughs> body, at least. I don't know. I I love the wide receiving depth. You know, you you hope Trevor Penning is is good. You mm-hmm. hope he's good. You don't have a problem. You're you're pretty set at on the right side of your line. You know, I get Kamara is suspended for the first three games, but he's going to come back. I mean, Jamal Williams is an excellent pickup. He'll be a, he's a culture fit for the Saints. And mm-hmm. he, I, I think he's a guy that in an expanded role can be still a very good, good player as well. And that's not to mention the guys they drafted, which I'm not as familiar with uh, as I'm sure you are. It really all does come down to coaching, which I know you don't believe in. So I'll, I'll no. let you. I'll, I'll let you talk about that in a minute. But man, if it, if this team had a, a coaching staff that I believed in more, I feel pretty confident that. Let's just forget division stuff. Like I feel pretty confident in a wide open NFC that this could be a team that was competing to be one of the teams that was fighting for the conference title game. Like. It's a solid offense on paper, but you just like you kind of you worry that like they they're not going to be run properly and that Derek Carr doesn't really have the coaching support that he needs. Hashtag on paper, baby. That's what we've been saying all offseason. On paper, this offense does look good, man. Um, like you said, the wide receiver depth completely opposite from when Sean Payton ran the team. Sean Payton kind of has an ego the way he feels like. You know, he can get the most out of kind of anybody at the skill position position. Um, so, but the DA, to his credit, has been completely opposite. He's been bringing in as much competition as possible, veteran help at the wide receiver position because the last two years have been absolutely miserable. I mean, we had freaking Kenny Stills catching passes, you know, the last two years and shit. Like, it's just ridiculous, bro. But, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting because, like you said, it comes down to coaching. One of the worst coaching jobs last year was Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator, who coached, you know, who's the OC under Sean Payton for, you know, over a decade. And it was just horrible. We were bottom of the league in motion, uh, terrible on third down. Uh, it was just – it was not good at all, man. And the hope is he will improve this year. We've seen – Improvement in training camp. Uh, we've been seeing motion. We've been seeing more, uh, uh, I won't say exotic plays, but you know, 
more exciting plays than we saw last year. Some people think he was hamstrung by the quarterback position last year with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. This year they bring in um, Derek Carr. Tell you one about Derek Carr, but he's a smart veteran quarterback. He understands protections, you know, audible and plays at the line of scrimmage. He understands defense, things like that. That's just something they haven't didn't have last year. You know, this team has went through like seven quarterbacks the past two years. Like it's, it's just ridiculous. So <clears throat> finally they got somebody who, yes, no, he's not elite. We all know Derek Cole. Nobody has the pretenses that Derek Cole is some elite quarterback coming in. But we do feel that if you put the right pieces around him, um, some good players on offense, a good defense, which he never had Raiders, and like you said, the, his best years with the Raiders were on that John Gruden offense. That's where Sean Payton learned his offense from. Sean Payton's offense is the John Gruden offense with some added, you know, added wrinkles that Sean Payton added. But verbiagely, it's the, you know, West Coast offense mixed with some, you know, Air Coriel type stuff. Um, and so that's what the Saints offense is. And what we've seen so far is Derek Carr has a complete mastery of the verbiage so far. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Like I said, Mike Thomas, he's working himself back. He he will – I don't think he'll ever be the Mike Thomas of 2019 where he broke the reception record and all that. But at the I, I'm thinking we could get like an Anquan Bolden type Michael Thomas where he's just, you know, contested check, catches and physical and – you know, getting in and out of breaks really good, making those catches. Uh, Chris Olave has been outstanding this training camp, bro. Like, he has added a little weight, but kept his speed. He's making – he's doing better on contested catches, fight for the ball and stuff like that. Um, he, he's been working with Derek Carr nonstop in the offseason. They've just been hanging out together all offseason. And you can see the mind mail they have together already. So I think all that's going to go a long way. Alvin Kamara, that was the biggest disappointment last year, the way Alvin Kamara was used. He was used more of as just like a typical running back. Um, but that's not Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara at his best is used as a joker and a chess piece and a pass catching back and a running back. And it seems that that's how he's been used this offseason during training camp. They've been moving him around more, putting him in a slot, putting him out wide, uh, end rounds, screens, you name it. That's where he does his best damage. He looks explosive. He's done some things as far as his training to improve. So if he's back to what, you know, doesn't have to be what he was in 2018, but just better than what he was last year, that could be very dangerous. So I agree, man. I, I said all along on our podcast, if this team can't win 10 games, they got to fire everybody. It has like they gotta completely blow it up as far as like the coaching staff, man. Cause if DA and Pete Carmichael can't figure out how to win 10 games against the best quarterback they face this season is Trevor Lawrence. It's the best quarterback they face. Second, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like if you can't win 10 games in this schedule, bro, you gotta go. And look, Dennis Allen, he has never had a winning record. So it's going to be on him to show he can do it. Uh, so that's the only thing that's holding me back from predicting this team to do anything special 
is the coaching staff? Because I thought, I think uh, personnel-wise, they did do a good job of, you know, fielding the best team they can, even though we were like, what, 80 million over the cap this past yeah. offseason. <laughs> Mickey Loomis says undefeated. I mean, that's against spreadsheets and num <laughs> and numbers. No, no, there's there's never been a dollar number that Mickey Lubis cannot beat. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, just, just accounting, man. That's how be really good at accounting. That's that's just a good piece of advice for young people out there. If you want to get rich really quick, just be really good at accounting. Yeah. You can you can make people's lives a lot easier if if you know how to move the money around. Yeah, but um all right, man. Well, this was a ton of fun. Do you have any predictions for the division? How it how it finishes out? I, for most of these, I I kind of do, but I, I honestly have no clue here. No clue. Um, I, 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 like, I won't be shocked. I, the only shocking result is if the Buccaneers win the division, right? Uh, but anything else could happen, and like nothing else of, would shock me. Any of these teams, I, I truly do believe. I, maybe not the Falcons, but. The Saints and the Panthers, like, it just won't shock me if we get to, like, the second week of January and it's the fourth quarter of the divisional round and one of those two teams is playing the Eagles or the Niners extremely close. Like, yeah. wouldn't shock me at all. Um, it's a super fun division to track. I think, to me... I, I came away from talking with you about this. I am I am so excited to watch the Panthers. I think I'm going to be – they'll be kind of the team that I focus on the most throughout the season in this division. I'm I'm super excited to watch them. And it, 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 I, I just pray for your sake that the that the coaching staff's a little better this year. Thank uh, you, man. Because, because, man, it would suck if – because there is a real, real possibility that the Saints offense is just really mid again. And like, yep. and, 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 and like, very possible. And that, that, a mid Derek Carr offense is like, oh, yeah, it, like, I can't do it, any it, more of that, bro. I did Andy Dalton last year. I can't do it. It's not going to kill you, but like, 20 points a game is not fun. Oh, you know, man. Listen, hey, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, you're, you're talking to a guy who's, whose team, I, by the way, I did this this offseason. I got really bored and went into this. Do, do, do you want to hear a really depressing stat about the Denver Broncos? Shoot. Did you know that over the past, I believe it's seven years, over the past seven years, the Denver Broncos have averaged, I think the number was 12 and a half punts per game. That is insane. The amount of times the Denver Broncos punt every year, which is why I've ultimately said that my hope this year is that they average just about like eight punts a game or less. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's all I want. It is not oh. fun to, it is not fun to watch a mid offense. It's not fun to watch a bad offense. I've done it for too long and you've only done it for like two years. So yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't want this to go on any longer for you because <sighs> it does get to the point where now if, if the Broncos really don't improve this year, it's going to have to start being like, 
okay, like I'm not devoting an entire four quarters to this. Like right, I'll give right, it, right. like I'll give it like a half and see what happens. But if nothing's happening, I know I've seen this too many times before. So I'm really hoping for your sake that the, the Saints offense is average. Dude, I hope thanks, so too, man. Thanks for coming on. If you want to plug your stuff really quick, I'd be more than happy to let you do that. And you know, thanks again for coming on. This will come out. I'll, I'll tweet out the link tomorrow. I'm gonna edit it together tonight. Uh, actually, it's it's currently ten o'clock my time, and I have had a long week, so I'll probably just put this out tomorrow if that's okay mm-hmm. with you. Uh, and I, yeah, I appreciate you staying up late, and uh, always good to have you on. And hopefully, we can find you know. I, I'm not in radio anymore. I'm not a student anymore. I got much more free time. Love to get you on in the regular season. So. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And uh, they, can, they can check us out at uh, saintsblockparty.com. That has all the links you need. You can connect to uh, your podcast, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, YouTube channel. Check out our Patreon. Check out some of the community things we do, meetups and stuff like that. The benefits we give out. All that right at saintsblockparty.com. That'll give you everything you need. All right, Ryan. Super fun. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. We will be back next week. We will have our, our first college football podcast of the year tomorrow, doing a little BYU and Big 12. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that. Until next time, we will see you around. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.